Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing tonight? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And I hope you guys are having a great Friday evening. This is uh, July the 22nd, 2022. And I cannot believe the summer is halfway over. Although I, I am uh, ready for it to be um, October, just because, you know, that's our favorite time of the year. You know, we have scary movies, caramel apples with nuts. We have fall weather for some people who love that, you know. I'm not one of those people who love the fall weather, but I know a lot of people who do love, love the fall weather. Uh, well, guys, t- tonight I am discussing the 1983 cult horror classic Christine and I have some great guests with me tonight um one of them you know from last week David Hahn is with me again guys and then Rachel Stone is with me and then we have David Hahn's beautiful wife Miss Rose Hahn and I'm so thankful that all three of you are on tonight um say hello to the on listeners guys Hello. Howdy. <laughs> well, Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, it's good to have you. Rachel, you have not been on since the original Dawn of the Dead. That was in January. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. It was time. <laughs> yes, it sure was. I'm so glad to have you back here. And I have, you know what? I have not I have not seen Allison in a while either. It's time for her, for her to get back on here. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's unusual for her. I'm it, sure she has one coming up soon. Oh, yeah, sure. oh yeah, she does. She does. But I, I yeah, she needs to do more. <laughs> no, uh, she does. But um, uh, yeah, does. I miss I'm her sure, dearly. Certainly she's missing. Yes, I miss her dearly. Uh, uh, and your mom, too. Please tell her I said hello. I will. I will. We got to get her on back here too sometime. Yes, ma'am. Yes. She needs to sign up for a podcast. Yes, she does. I love talking to Miss Nell. And uh, David, how have you been this past week? Because, like I said, we talked with each other about uh, uh, Slumber Party Massacre too last week. So that was that was what she was supposed to be on. Last, Allison was supposed to be on last week. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. but then, but then, you know, with her being in Colorado, that was going to be, you know, some yes. hard. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm so upset that she missed it last week because I know that she was very excited to do it because she loves yes. Summer Party Massacre too. That's so, one of her favorites. I know. Yeah, she has a good excuse. She was. Yes, so she, she yes, she does. Excuse. She does. He does. Uh, they, they, sure they, he missed them. Oh yeah, I, I we missed her. We we would have loved to have heard her opinions on everything, and I do mean everything about that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, David and Miss Rose Hahn, how have you guys been this week? Been okay. Just uh, working at the hospital, like always. Uh, got today off to do this podcast and, uh, and also um, we are starting to get prepared for the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast in October uh, we actually have a full cast this year oh my gosh that's so awesome yeah guess who I am freaking murder 
I wish. I'm Brad. (laughs) You're Brad? (laughs) That's going to be awesome. Oh, my goodness. Please tell me somebody is going to record that so I can see it. Oh, I'm sure my lovely wife here will record me and my tidy whities. <laughs> I'm going to be in front of the whole city of Abilene. In my, uh, in my, uh, yeah. And ladies' laundry. And ladies' laundry, too. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll do fine and you'll look fine. Why? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, you said what? I can understand you. That's why I'm working out a lot. Oh. I want to have a grass instead of a I hear that. <laughs> I hear you on that one. <laughs> well, guys, what did we think about uh, Christine? I know, I know a lot of people love Christine. I actually really did like it. I really did like it when I was younger, and uh, um, uh, you know, in rewatching it as a 42-year-old, I'm not gonna say I don't like it because that would be a lie. Because I did like it, but there's a lot of there was a lot of questions that I had, and there was like there were some. It, it was like there were some pieces missing in the puzzle. Uh, it, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it as we go along. But but uh, how, what did you guys think of um, the movie Christine? And uh, David, we'll go with you and Miss Rolls uh, first. What did you guys um, think of uh, Christine? Uh, and and you know viewing it at then as opposed to now. Well, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I. It's one of those movies I grew up with because in my house, horror was king. Stephen <laughs> right. King. So anytime one of his movies were on, my mom would be watching it and I'd watch it with her. And my mom had a book belt with all his books. And so every time, you know, a book would come out that she'd read it and then, you know, she'd go see the movie. Or take me to see a movie. It's because of that I think I turned out the way I am. <laughs> if you mean awesome, she did a great job. No. <laughs> uh oh, I think we lost David. Oh, there he goes. Uh, Still here, I think. Okay, can you hear us, David? Hello. Yep, can you hear us? Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, listener, listeners, okay. I, I'm apologizing right now. I know my internet has kind of been wonky. Um, I, I don't know if it's because of the heat or what, but um, our, our internet service has just been not going well for the past two or three days, so... So I do apologize if we happen to go in and out or if we go out altogether. Uh, I do apologize. And I apologize to you guys too, Rachel and David and Miss Rose. I, um, I do apologize if, if we lose each other or, you know, if anything happens. Like I said, our internet has been so wonky. 
but uh well uh rachel how about yeah. you what do you think about christine yeah i think i i feel very similar to you um i think i, I just liked it <laughs> and yeah. if anybody else loves it like i i would love to kind of hear thoughts on that um uh, yeah i think it's i think it's a good movie um it's a john carpenter so i think it's a good oh, movie yeah. it's well done yeah um i would just say in the if i it wouldn't be like in my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time it wouldn't right. be in my, my favorite stephen king adaptation right um so i think it i think it's it doesn't blow me away i think there are some good elements to it mm-hmm. um so i i would say it's a it's a good it's a good movie it's a well done movie Yeah, it, it's a good popcorn movie. And it's a great movie to go see after drive-in. You know. Yes. So, <clears throat> and I watched it alone and I think it would have been fun to watch it in a group. Like I was thinking like a group view of this movie would be a lot of fun so we could kind of like yeah, make fun of the campy part of you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Um, but you know, it's John Carpenter, you know, so it's it's a good movie. John Carpenter um, I, and Stephen King. You can't really go great, wrong. But, yeah. Sure. sure. I, I feel sure. just like you do. Um, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't like. I wasn't like terrified or. Yeah. I, you know, horribly scared necessarily, but it's. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't either of those things either, and I wasn't bored, yeah. but I did kind of get right. like, it, it kind of lost me in some parts. Uh, not that yeah. it was boring yeah. because it wasn't right right but and, and you know I told Bryant today my, my fiance I told my fiance Bryant today how um, the pacing was kind of a little too fast uh, you know sometimes yeah sometimes uh, pacing can be a little bit too slow and that that's bad too and right, but right. but this one was kind of it kind of like went like like it, it just flew by you know and we didn't when really you know I don't know like, like I said for me the movie had uh the movie made me have just like a lot of questions that wasn't really answered So, and we'll get into it, like I said, we'll get into it as, you know, we go along and stuff. So, oh, oh, well, uh, uh, guys, uh, who was your favorite character uh, in the movie? Uh, I'm sure we probably all have the same character, of course, being the best, but but maybe not. Maybe not. I think I might have a different answer than you guys. Uh, Rachel, we'll go to you first with this one. Uh, who was your favorite character uh, in Christine? Yeah, it's pro- it's probably <clears throat> not a very um, interesting choice or a different choice, but I yeah I have to go with Arnie, um, just because I really think for me like he just absolutely made the movie. Um, oh yeah. The best part of the movie for me was his arc and his transformation, and I think the actor did such a great job with that. Um, so I really think the most interesting part of the movie is really that aspect of it. Um, oh, yeah. So I would definitely have to pick Arnie um, for that yeah. reason. And you know, I, I totally forgot to um, mention to the viewers, to the listeners that um, uh, Christine was released on December 9th. 
1983. Uh, and that's so funny because my brother was born on December 9th, 1982. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, it stars Keith Gordon. It, it, he plays Arnie. Uh, and he was already in Jaws 2. Um, I think he was in that, uh, he was in the Rodney Dangerfield movie. Uh, back yep, to school. Yep. Just, yep. <laughs> I remember. Yep. Back to school. And uh, uh, he, he was in a lot of movies back in the day. But now he directs. He directs a lot of the stuff. A lot of stuff we have seen. Uh, I didn't write them down. I should have. But um, uh, this movie also stars Alexand- <laughs> Alexandra Paul and her twin sister, too. More on that later, though. Um, and John Stockwell. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, and I do agree with you, um, uh, uh, Rachel, uh, Keith Gordon, he, it was like he was Arnie. That, that's totally, that's totally what it was like. It was like he, uh, he embedded what Arnie was. He, he got the character. It was like he just knew, you know, and I, and I, I felt that, you know, and and you, you're right. His arc was kind of, it was kind of the whole movie, you know, his arc from being dorky to this suave Juan character, the suave Don Juan, if, right. you, if you will, uh, type of character. Uh, David, uh, how about you, you and Miss Rose? What was your, uh, who was your, you guys' favorite character? I'll let my wife go first on this one. Okay, my favorite character is don't hate me. Christine. Nice, good choice. <laughs> that very good choice. <laughs> if you don't think of her as a car, mm-hmm. she's independent. She knows what she wants. And she goes for it, baby. <laughs> yeah, yep. You're so right. <laughs> She gets her ever. She sets herself ablaze. She is hellfire personified. And goes after the bully. And one would one would say she's hell on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and and David. I like that. I like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Repeat what you just said, Miss Rose. She just said it was my turn. Oh, okay. (laughs) What's interesting is what, like, what she said. The in the movie, the car is a character, Mm -hmm. but in the book. It's more of a prop, which I'll get later. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite character is um, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, you know, the typical jock. He's, yeah. He's, he hangs out with Art, and he's his best friend. And, I mean, you're, you're right. He's a nerdy kid. But he seems like a good guy. He just seems like he'd hang out with anyone. And he seems to really care for Arnie. When he starts on his downward spiral uh, with um, Christine and doesn't try 
to get in the way of him and his relationship with Lee. Yeah. But, um, John Stockwell, he did such a good job, but I can't help but wonder what would it been, have been like if they had gone with uh, the student with Columbia's original um, choice of who they wanted to play uh, Dennis Gilder. Oh, guys, I think I, well, no, no. Uh, I know Kevin, they wanted Kevin Bacon to play Arnie. Yeah, I read, I read somewhere they were looking at Scott Bayo. Is that who you were referring yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. Looking for Scott Bayo to be Arnie. Uh, they wanted uh, Kevin Bacon to be uh, Dennis, and they wanted yeah. oh. to be. Yes, I read that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I I I thought that they had wanted Kevin Bacon to play Arnie because um, they had said that they had wanted him to play in the movie, and, and I have it on my. I think I have it on my five fun facts that they had wanted Kevin Bacon to be in the movie. So I I automatically, I don't know why I assumed that they had wanted him to play Arnie. I don't know why, but I didn't even, my mind didn't even go to that they had asked him to play Dennis. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I've read um, Dennis, I've also heard like to play Arnie, but I can't see him being Arnie. I can't. I, I can't either. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I really, he was, he was a close second to me for a favorite character for the, all of the reasons that you mentioned. Um, throughout that, he was a completely loyal and like a loyal friend. At no point did he waver or judge, or it was the epitome of like a, a really excellent friend and friendship. And I, he was yeah. very close on my list for that exact reason. Yeah, yep. Mine too. Me too. I mean, Kevin Bacon made full loose instead, so I think he made a good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, makes, it makes me glad. I mean, I'm, I'm always wondering why did they cut that scene out, but. There's a scene where in that they took ended up on the cutting room floor with him and Lee uh, making out um, and Arnie yeah driving Christine saw them uh, yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. so yeah it was that, a deleted scene right mm-hmm. right yeah I, I had the DVD once upon a time before I lost it in the move and um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, they, it, I think it was a deleted scene, and I, I'm, I, I'm kind of glad that they did leave that out because I already didn't like certain parts of that. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of glad that they decided to leave that out. Um, because. Like I said, the pacing was so fast. It was like one minute, Arnie's alone. The next minute, he has a girlfriend. Okay, so in between that time, how did he get this girlfriend that he has? Are we supposed to think that, that you know, this is like a month or two has just flown by? Or, you know, so it was stuff like that that kind of got me a little upset at the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm... That makes a lot of sense when you say that because when you think about his transformation, it wasn't very gradual. I mean, it happened, happened fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, but well, my favorite character is well, I should have put Dennis because, like, like you all said, he was so loyal. He was so uh, kind to Arnie, and not only that, but he was he was about to go toe to toe with some very very bad people <laughs> for Arnie, but. <clears throat> Uh, but my favorite character was has only he only has like a couple of scenes, but but to me they were very important scenes, and I think that they probably should have utilized him a little more. Uh, Mr. Um, LeBay, I think that's his name. Uh, Roland LeBay, I think that's his name. Uh, uh, it's um, George, George LeBay. LeBay um, yeah. In the book. It's Roland LeBay. And then he dies after he sells Arnie the car. Mm-hmm. And then George LeBay uh, meets Dennis and they talk about the backstory with Christine. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing I, I should have told you guys and the listeners. I have not read the book. I have never read the book. I want to read the book, but I've never had so you'll have to uh david i'm i'm pretty sure you and miss rose have probably read the book uh so you'll have to let me know how you know how it all was how it started and everything like that this is read and so is my mother they've kind of helped me with my homework for this project oh okay cool. <laughs> yeah I pretty much my note <clears throat> is is the book a lot different from the movie i've read it but it's been a very long time it's very different um you find out that um the car i mean like i was just telling um everybody here that in the book the car was a prop the car was a receptacle um or a horror crux for the harry potter fans out there yep yep we um, are <laughs> Totally got yeah. that. So, a he sacrificed his, his and his okay. daughter, more or less. So yeah, I did read. I read that on IBDM with Christine or IMDb. Yep. So in the book. He's the spirit that possesses Christine, where in the movie, Christine is its own or her own entity. She was she came out of the factory evil, and by the way, the factory scene is not in the book. That was just made by Carpenter for the movie. Mm-hmm. That gives her the backstory. That, that gives her the backstory. So, in the movie and in, in the book, let's put it like this in short: in the book, Christine is possessed by a demon. In the movie, Christine is the demon. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. That that makes sense. That all makes sense. Yeah, uh, and I think for the purposes of the movie, like like Rose said, I mean, you really did think of her as a character. <laughs> yeah, so oh yeah. I think for the purposes of the movie, it makes so much sense. Um, I like that she personified. Yep. 
Evil personified. Uh oh, we lost Rachel. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's not Ryan. Oh, there she is. Uh, okay, yep. Here I am. I'm sorry. Like I said, my, my internet is going in and out. So I am, uh, I do apologize to all of you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no worries. Uh, okay, so, so, um, uh, who was your least favorite character? And uh, um, David and Miss Rose will go to you guys um, first for this one. Who was your least favorite character? My least favorite character is the one Christine gets the best revenge on. Bloody Repertum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate Yeah, that guy. But at least he gets the best. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I somewhat agree with Rose. I mean, he's he looks like the ill, looks like the love child of John Travolta <laughs> and Jim Morrison. <laughs> oh, great. I had that in my notes too. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. because he's the bully uh, yes in some yes. ways it's also easy to hate dark because of who he is but you sort of sort of becomes a likable character as the movie goes on before he dies uh, but he was a scumbag in the book I'll get back to that later the person <laughs> I the character I hate the most in this is Arnie's mom oh yeah yeah here, here, here's why uh, she really got on my nerves because <laughs> Okay, she was to me. She comes off as a 19th version of a Karen. Regina <laughs> Cunningham was played by she, I'm just gonna say it. She's a real shitter. Uh-huh. She's strict, materialistic, perfectionist. She's a battle axe and an overbearing matriarch. Arnie is 17. Cut the umbilical cord already. And also, who puts yogurt in a school lunch in 1978? If it was set in Pennsylvania, then yeah, I could maybe see that. But this is California. And Arnie <laughs> seems to be a kid that's really in a car that wants to be his own man, but his mom wants him to be a doctor, lawyer, etc. So. She can brag about him to her country club and her bridge club snob friends. Would never let Arnie park Christine in their driveway because it makes the yard look crowded. However, <laughs> maybe because of bringing. I have a backwards way of looking at this. I mean, if that was my kid that, you know, I, if I didn't know Christine was possessed and I thought he'd put that car together by himself, restored it, I would have been proud of him. I would have had him right there in the driveway and mm-hmm. say, look at what my son did. I would urging him to enroll school and start his own business. However, in those days, the suburb, the suburb mentality wasn't about that. In the suburbs, it was okay to go to a McDonald's, but you didn't want the people flipping the burgers to live in that area with you. Oh, wow. And the oh, dad, wow. I'm just going to 
and the dad was no better. I mean, he just came off like, oh, he's like that parent that says, whatever your mom says. <laughs> yeah, very aloof. So, yeah, he's just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's beaten down. Apparently, he has no brain left. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or, on the table, the yeah. So anyway, that's my rant about um, my least favorite character. <laughs> hey, I totally get it, and I totally understand why she would be your least favorite. I, I mean, because uh, uh, you're right. Uh, she w was 1983's version or 1978's version because uh, the movie the movie was set in 1978. Right. She was the 1978 version of a Karen. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, Rachel, as soon as we come back from break, I am going to ask you the same thing. Who is your yeah. least favorite uh, character? Okay. But we're going to take a quick little break. Okay, so Rachel, who was your least favorite character uh, in Christine? Uh, I'm actually going to agree, and I had I had actually both the parents on my list. <laughs> at first, at first, I had mom, and then I was like, no, no they both. For all the reasons that you mentioned, I mean, I'm thinking this. He seems like he's a decent kid, you know doesn't get in trouble he has like the responsibility to like buy a car on his own and like wants to fix it up and like you had said I mean, a healthy parent would support that and it just seemed like every time there was an interaction or a scene they were constantly like just kind of bringing him down and bullying him and clearly a huge part of the reason why he was the way he was um so it was very um, to see those things because they were so um, abusive to him. Um, so I, I had the parents top of my top of her to say this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, this movie is, you see, it's mostly the, the theme of this movie is about teenage rebellion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you see a kid really want to break out and be his own person. But yeah. with Christy finally able to do that is just, it goes a little too far. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into because, that later. Because for me, Arnie, yeah. <laughs> I think because for me, Arnie is the best character and the most interesting. And for me, is like the core of the movie, like just getting even though the pace is quick, getting some perspective as to why mm -hmm. he is the way he is or why he responds in certain situations. I mean, certainly the parents play a big oh, yeah, part yeah. in that. So. Uh, but, you know, that's what I thought was really good. I did think that, I mean, with the relationship between, between Arnie and his parents, that was good because uh, you could see that his mom was kind of, yeah, she needed to let go 
of you know uh she needed to let go of arnie but you you saw that she was kind of like you guys said abusive in her behavior too you know uh but we got that we got that part now okay my least favorite character is is gonna shock you guys and uh, uh <laughs> it's an unpopular opinion uh i'm sure but i did not like lee she irritated me and i'm not sure why she irritated me but she did uh, <laughs> uh I, I i don't know she just uh, uh every time i watched the movie I said, well, you know, let me give Alexandra Paul a chance because because I really like Alexandra Paul. I did not like Lee at all. I couldn't stand her. Maybe you would have liked it better if Brooke Shields had gotten the role. <laughs> you know, maybe she would have acted a little bit better. No, no, but you know, I I really, you know, I, I I can't put my finger on it. I don't even know why she irritated me. I I do know that I really would have liked it if there was a love triangle between. Well, I guess I guess it kind of was a love triangle, right? Her and Christine, her Arnie and Christine. But but no, I, I, I would have liked it more had um, had Roseanne uh, had a a better part in it. You know, it's so it's so sad that they didn't utilize Ke uh, uh, Kelly Preston because I think mm -hmm. I think they that would have made it a uh, hell of a lot more interesting um uh i mean uh i i just um i don't know i i just really think that lee's character was just put there for some some unexplained reason i just don't know because uh it would have uh it would have been so much better had like you know had roseanne maybe stepped in you know like when lee broke up with arnie roseanne could have came in and was like oh arnie you know we'll get, we'll get together now and then lee would have got jealous of a girl inside of a car but but i don't i don't know i don't know it's just um but but lee i i, I didn't like her character I <laughs> but i know you guys I probably think, i think you're great Huh? We don't hate you. It's okay. <laughs> we don't hate you. It's okay. <laughs> I agree with you about, I think Kelly's Preston's character a little bit more like, you know, uh, I think there's more they could have maybe done with that character or like you said, Oh yeah. Um, she's kind of like, all right, you didn't pick me. Okay. See ya. Like, all right. Maybe a little bit more could have been done with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree because I mean the you see Kelly Preston in like three scenes in the beginning of the yeah. film, and then it's like she's gone. It's just kind of like yeah. having her in the scene was just kind of pointless. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's like she shouldn't have even been. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Like she didn't get picked and then she's like, okay, I'm out of here. Like, you know, there could have been a little bit more drama with that. Uh, Yeah. I'm telling you, it would have been so much more interesting. So much more. Well, with Miss Rose, Miss Rose, uh, Miss Rose read the book. So do, does Roseanne have a better part in the book or a bigger part in the book, Miss Rose? Much. Her real role in it is to show how popular Dennis is. Oh. Because he had wanted her, and then she shows interest in him, but then he sees the new girl Lee and wants her instead, thus creating said love triangle. However, Dennis gets too involved with trying to help Arnie. And then when Arnie and Lee break up, he goes with Lee. But I will say this. I do agree with Rose, but it does show in the beginning what kind of a good friend a Dennis is. Because uh, when he finds out that he's that Arnie's being bullied, he runs right to him. He doesn't even know that no, it is Roseanne yeah. about his yeah. friend. Uh, that that's true that yeah that's really good all right now let's so, get latrice i have to ask you how do you feel about your least favorite how do you feel about your least favorite character having the last line having the last what how do you feel about your least favorite character having the last line of the movie oh i hated that line <laughs> As a music lover, <laughs> Me too. as a music lover, yeah, I know. I'm like, how can you hate rock and roll? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time she says it, I'm like, she like, God, I hate rock and roll. I say, God, I love rock and roll. <laughs> oh, that was the worst line ever. If it makes you feel any better, they break up uh, at the end of the book. Him and uh, oh. Dennis. <laughs> Good, <laughs> because we don't need that type of negative negativity in our lives. <laughs> I hate that line so much, Rachel. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love rock and roll. Well, I love any type of music, period. But come on now, and and, and let's just take a moment to uh, to talk about the music in this here movie. Oh my gosh! They, they, one of my favorite scenes is when um, uh, is when Dennis is driving alone in his car, and my favorite, one of my favorite seventies music, seventies uh, tunes is playing. But it's too late, baby. Yeah, it's too late. (laughs) Though we really did try to make it. I love that song. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the music itself was the character in this movie. I I completely agree. Yeah. One of the best uses Mm -hmm. of music in a movie ever. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And it's a car person. So you can always count on with Jordan Carpenter him being a musician. You yeah. know it's gonna have an incredible song. 
I mean, he not only did the score for this, but he also did the score for Halloween. Everybody knows that theme. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He, and the score for one of my personal favorites, uh, They Live. Down, 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 down. <laughs> I love that. Well, you are going to love next year's schedule, David. Next year in January. You're going to love it. I'll, I'll have that schedule right. out um, in November. Uh, but, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, okay, so what is everybody's favorite scene, uh, in this movie? Uh, Rachel, we'll go to you first for this one. What was your favorite scene? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I had a lot of favorite scenes again because I think John Carpenter is such a great director. Yeah, he is. That his use of music and lighting and all of that, um, is so fantastic. But the, one of the ones that I wrote down that stuck out with me was the first time that Christine, like, fixed herself. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked that scene. And they're in the garage, and Arnie looks at her and goes, show me. Yeah. It's like a lighting effect, and, like, I forget what music plays, but something really cool plays. And then that's when she starts, like, fixing herself. And I just remember being very impacted by that scene and thinking, like, oh, that's such a great... Uh, yeah, I don't know who did the effects, but they did very, very well for that. Yeah, and I love it. He's just like me and she just like starts doing it. So I, I, that was that was um, that was one of my favorite scenes. I thought it was very well done. Uh, yes. It was a very simple effect too. It was just plastic model and an air pump. Okay, well, yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> you don't plastic model and air pump. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, David and uh, Miss Rose, who, uh, what was your favorite scene? You probably already can guess what my favorite scene was. Oh, yeah, when Buddy gets ran over. Does it, does it involve fire? <laughs> my favorite scene in any horror movie, but I also loved, and I didn't get to say this a few minutes ago, was how they used the music, the songs, as Christine's voice. Yes. 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 She wanted to convey, they found a song for it. They sure did. My favorite, my favorite, my my personal favorite is I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> I was gonna say this after seeing Elvis, uh, I want a little Richard movie next. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, they had one. Well, they did have a little Richard movie, but it it was a made-for-TV type of movie. Yeah, but, but I want the guy that played Little Richard in the Elvis movie to play Little Richard. He was good. Who, who played him in the Elvis movie? I don't remember his name. I just know when I saw him, I'm like, that's Little Richard. Nice, <laughs> nice. I haven't seen it yet. I have to see. Yeah, I'll have to um as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, but uh, did you guys hear that um a character from the Elvis movie has already passed away? It was a young person, right? Um, I saw a headline, but I didn't remember. Uh, yeah, I saw it. It came across my phone, and I didn't. I I, I didn't um click on it. I, I, I just saw it briefly, but it, 
Yeah, somebody had passed away from the Elvis movie. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't really know who they were. Uh, like I said, it came across my okay. phone, yeah. and I very briefly saw it. Uh-oh. All right, listeners, my computer crashed. I mean, it didn't crash, but I am off. Oh, there we go. There we go. You're back. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. Sorry um, <laughs> to my guests here. Uh, oh, uh, okay. I can hear you now, David. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. My favorite scene um, it's a whole thing that starts um, where Buddy Rafferton and his friend, got it right here in my notes. All right, Buddy Rafferton and his gang get killed. Um, that's my favorite scene. The scene starts off um, with Buddy Rafferton and Rich, which is played by Stephen Tash, who played that male student in the beginning of Ghostbusters that kept getting shot by Bill Murray. Oh, <laughs> um, it's so funny. He gets dated by Christine's brights, and then he proceeds to flip the bird and yell "asshole." And <laughs> I, all I get is, I guess the effect was pissing him off. <laughs> and then they get chased, and and all while this is going on, the a song from the greatest rock and roll band ever is being played, "Beast of Burden" by the Rolling Stones, and um. They get chased and they end up in the garage and then there's the gas leak, which causes an explosion. And then Buddy Ripperton uh, gets chased and run over by a flaming car. And I'm guessing, you know, Buddy, um, Buddy Ripperton finally sees what it's like to uh, be in an unfair fight. He realizes yep. the his ways and then burn just like all his other friends. Revelations 21 8 anybody? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. And it was Shanka Ducaro who played Big Mama Thornton. She was four before. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's the one from Elvis who passed away. Well, yes, did yes, they say is. did they say why or how? Did they give you a cause of death? Rose is looking that up. While she's looking that up, I just want to say one of the... There's one guy that was in um, Buddy Repton's gang that I really like, Stuart Charno. Who yes, yes. Was, I was going to mention him. He was um, in Friday the 13th, uh, part two. He plays uh, Ned. He plays Nettie. Yeah, and then later on, there's this movie that was that my mom always played called One of the Guys. He played Harold Reptile Sher Sherpico. He was always the guy that was always um, had you know lizards and snakes with him in, in school. Now, I do remember One of the Guys because I used to always watch that movie, but I don't remember him being in it. He was the guy that remember he had that mouse and um he's and he introduces himself to um the the female lead 
and he says, I'm getting ready to feed Snowball. And she looks, and she thinks the mouse is Snowball. Oh. But uh, no, he said, no, he pulls a snake around and said, no, this is Snowball. That's lunch. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember. Vaguely. I'm going to have to, yeah. I, I need to see if that movie's on Tubi. Because Tubi has like all the old 80s movies and everything on it. I'm, I love Tubi. <laughs> I think Rose sent a message on here uh, giving the details. I'll look at it later. Oh, okay. No foul play is evident in today's death of actress Joan Caderpa, 44, who played Big Mama Thornton in this year's Elvis movie. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it.
I'm forgetting her name right now as, as, as well as I know it, but, but they had some very good chemistry as well. And, uh, and PJ souls. Yes, yes, yes. That's her name. Uh, and, um, but yeah, that was my favorite scene. I mean, every time they were together, when they were, when they would have their talks, even when Arnie was in the hospital with, um, uh, visiting uh, Dennis, you know, after he had this accident, they still have that chemistry. When they when they were driving around in Christine, and Dennis is having this very, I mean, he's very firm with Arnie during that time, but still, they they it was like they were brothers, you know. They just had that very kind of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an extended version of that scene. It's probably on YouTube or it's probably on the Blu-ray release, but there is a uh, extended version of that scene where, you know, they're drinking in the car and um, Dennis is looking like he's about to get sick. He's like, I'm going to get sick. And Arnie says probably one of the strangest lines. He says, don't get anything on Christine. She doesn't like it. <laughs> how would he know? I mean, does he take people? Home and they puke up them. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just glad they took that out. That right, right. There is a lot of things. It there were a lot of scenes or extended scenes or deleted scenes that I'm so glad that they didn't use. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Rachel, how about you? What's your favorite scene? Uh, I already did mine. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. You sure did. Yeah, yeah that's okay. But it, I, I, and I, I really like what you said, Latrice, because inevitably in, in most, you know, when you think about the most 80s movies with friendships, there's always like a, like the friendship falters and they have to kind of like get, get back together um, or figure something out or go through a conflict. And that never really happened with Arnie and Dennis. They just kind nope. of maintained it the entire movie and it was very nice to see that especially with like a male friendship like at that time yeah like that was a pretty big deal so yeah so i i agree with you i really like those scenes too <clears throat> yes it, it, it was just really well done first of all they were written really well uh um uh and uh, i have to mention um i think um the the writer of the screenplay was Bill Phillips. I think that was his name. And he did a yeah, really, yeah, he did a really good job writing the screenplay. Now, you know, Stephen, of course, we all know that Stephen King wrote the novel, but Bill Phillips, he really did good on the screenplay. And he did really good, um, uh, not changing what Stephen King had had wrote, but he added to it. If that makes any sense, he added to what what Stephen King wrote. In my opinion, he he didn't try to take anything away or change it. He just added to it. Does anyone know what Stephen King thought of the film adaptation? Uh, to my knowledge, he didn't 
dislike it. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. He didn't now I know I know what movie he didn't like. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked. <laughs> He's wrong, wrong, wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> has something okay the first time he was asked the question how do you think or how do you feel about the movie he said to be honest i read the script i haven't seen the movie it's okay i guess oh okay well he didn't say that he disliked it he said i will only give my consent if it follows the book Mm-hmm. And they're working on a remake, right? Yes, yes, they are. I was going to, I was going to mention that too. They, they are remaking it. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of do agree with that. I have not read the book, but from what Miss Rose and you, David, have been saying, it, it seems like the book was a lot more scarier than the movie. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could very much tell it was more gruesome, much more gruesome. Uh, So, yeah, in that respect, yeah, I I guess I could get with a remake. Yeah. Always Leary makes I don't know though. Okay. Uh, to me, it might be a little bit too modernized, and I'm scared that. <laughs> oh, guys, my listeners are going to hate me after they hear what I have to say, but I'm scared that they're going to do a lot of rap music this time around. I don't like <laughs> rap. <laughs> I'd rather them do like um, Aerosmith music. As opposed to rap. Well, I the book clearly states, and this movie states, it was made in 1978. So if you're going to remake this movie and you want to be more like the book, it has to be set in 1978. I yeah. think that's when the Black was set too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, this. Uh, yeah, this particular movie was set in 1978. So yeah. Or they could do like um, when they remade it, they could bring back the eighties. <laughs> Some kind of way, I'd rather them do the eighties. I'd I'd rather them do songs from the eighties rather than the songs of this era. Oh my gosh! Okay, got guys, we have to take it. Now we're going to have to have a rap music podcast so we can school you on to give rap Because <laughs> there's a lot of it. There's a lot. There is. There is. There is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have to take another little break, but we will be back shortly. All right, guys. All right. So what is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, uh, it, Mr. Uh, Miss Rose and Mr. David Hahn, we will go to you guys for this question um, first this time. What is your least favorite scene? 
my least favorite scene, and this is, it was a toss-up between me bullying Arnie and, and the mom bullying Arnie. Oh, yeah. So she wasn't mothering him when she took part in car in their precious driver's seat. Uh, yeah. She was bullying him. Yeah. And the parents bully their child. Yeah. It's because she bullied him that he took it from Robertson. Mm -hmm. If he couldn't stand up to mom, how's he going to stand up to the bully at school? Yep. So it's those. For me, my least favorite scene, and this is just, you know, a personal thing was Lucci's death scene. I mean, it starts off with the stupidest line I've ever heard. You're not still mad, are you? <laughs> I laugh at that line every single time I watch it. Yeah. I'm and like, oh no, he's not mad. <laughs> yeah, he just pulled his car and took the crap on it, on it, so no, he's not mad. Anyhow, anyway, like I was going to say, <laughs> um, they do the scene where they crash into him. It's to me, it just doesn't. I don't know. Satisfy the the gorehounded me because I mean they make it like they cut cut him in half and they had to scrape his you know bottom towards the bottom half of the shovel. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see him cut in half and bleeding. And what's interesting about that is a year prior to this. John Carpenter did The Thing, which is one of the biggest gross-out movies ever. I mean, it's one of the video nasties mm -hmm. to this movie where all the death scenes are just very quick and there's no hardly any gore at all. And Columbia Pictures wanted it to be bloody and gory to get uh, the young teenage crowd. They wanted an R rating. Yep. But after his movie was done, it was PG-13, so they had to add some more coarse language and... Yeah, um, I did read that. Yeah. To get that R rating they wanted. And usually, they don't want an R rating. But in this case, they did. Yeah, well, they knew. That's why they knew that you know uh the audience probably wouldn't go see a pg because the uh what i read was the pg-13 hasn't hadn't came out yet that hadn't been invented yet so if they would have just used the pg you know what nobody gonna see a horror movie with a pg rating please you know yeah they would have thought it was just a kitty thing you know that's what that's what turned me off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003. It had a PG rating, and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that was like a little bit after Columbine, right? I think I think that was, or was it after 9-11? It probably was after uh, either Columbine or 9-11, or a combination of both. Because, um, you know, they didn't want... The rated, uh, I, I don't know what their reasoning was, but it was like a lot of horror movies that came out after that were, were PG 13. 
Yeah. Everybody just wants something safe. Horror is not supposed to be safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah, all of that's it. A anyway. really, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we said last week, David. Remember, we said that, uh, you know, uh, horror movies kind of put a mirror up to your face, you know, and because sometimes I think we see a little bit of ourselves in the characters, whether they be evil or whether they be as innocent as maybe Arnie in the beginning of the film. But then, you know, he starts this arc, you know, that a lot of people probably go through in life, yeah. you know, and then, you know, then you, you have um, the demons and stuff elements. Well, guess what? Demons are real. Whether we want to believe it, they are or not, they're real. And a lot of people don't, it, it, a matter of fact, if you guys go to the group page, there was actually a conversation that's being started. That's been um, being started on the group page. I was gonna, I, as a matter of fact, I think I did answer, but I couldn't answer in depth because I was about to start the podcast. Like literally, I was about to start the podcast. But um, but and you know, it was talking about how you know Christians have to watch what they see and everything like that. And I totally, I totally agree with that we do have to agree uh, we do have to watch what we uh, because we can open a door and i know i'm i'm getting ahead of myself you know with the bible question and everything which a decade that question is next actually but um um but but yeah i mean we can open the door to some stuff but i i, I believe uh and this is not every christian it's just me. I'm speaking for myself. I believe you have to be open. And that's kind of what I said about, um, uh, well, since we're already there, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and, um, you know, answer the how does it pertain to the Bible question. Uh, I wrote, um, uh, you have to be open uh, for that kind of stuff. I think arnie was open to demonic possession to to demonic possession because that's ultimately that's what happened christine kind of like possessed him and but i think he left himself open to it because of there were a number there were a number of things there was him being bullied by buddy there was him being bullied by his mother there was him, you know, just thinking that he was a loser, you know, and and all of that will leave leave you feeling hopeless. That will leave you feeling insecure. It'll leave you feeling lonely, and I, and I do believe that when you're broken down like that, you're open. That leaves you open to any anything that's out there do you, do you guys understand what i'm saying yeah. and and so this um the scripture that i have for that um oh my gosh what is it um oh yeah 
the scripture that I have for that is um, uh, oh, First uh, Peter one and thirteen, and, and it says, um, "Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hopes fully upon the grace." That is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I I think Arnie felt inferior. You know, he felt inferior to people like Buddy and, and even Darnell, you know, it, it, his mom, you know, everybody that was in his life, you know, even Dennis, as much as he loved Dennis and as much as Dennis loved Arnie. Arnie probably felt inferior to Dennis because Dennis was the popular kid. He was a popular guy. He Dennis could have had all these friends, and he did. He had all these friends. He he had the girl Roseanne, you know, wanted him, and then Lee. It, it, well, in the book, him and Lee did finally get together. So you know, Arnie probably you know he felt all of that. But Christine and Miss Rose said it before, earlier in our conversation. Christine accepted him right from the beginning. As soon as Arnie saw her, I mean, we didn't even really catch a glimpse of Christine, but Arnie did. Arnie caught the glimpse, and he right away, Christine accepted him. So. And, and and that's that's how I feel about all of that. Um, and uh, but I do know I I know I know that that I didn't get a chance to tell you guys my least favorite scene. So I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it so much ahead of myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> huh. The other lady that's with us. Um, did we get her least favorite scene? Rachel, not yet, not yet. I was gonna. I was gonna oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. I'm sorry. Uh, I see. Okay. I'm so ahead okay, of myself. I'm wait for you to finish yours. That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, I'm I want worried. you. To... I would have got it in eventually. <laughs> I want you to go ahead first, Rachel, and then I'll say mine. Uh, you go ahead and okay. say your least favorite scene. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it. Thank you, um, by the way. Oh, you're um, so welcome. But I, I didn't, I didn't love the ending so much. Um, yeah. I, I get that it's <laughs> kind of supposed to be ironic and whatever, but I, I remember I was kind of like, wah, wah, like, um, <laughs> with such a well-made movie um, and such dramatic scenes, I was a little disappointed that the ending was just kind of like. Yeah. I hate rock and roll. I get it. I get what they were supposed to be doing. But yeah, yeah. I, I think me, so. I, I'm like you. I think they meant it to be laughable, but it was just like yes, huh? Yeah. What? Yes. And even anyway, like Lee, like Lee delivered it. Like I like very droll. Like I hate rock and roll. Like I, yeah. I get what they were going for. It's not the worst, but I, I was a little disappointed. Uh, yeah, I, I think they could have um, came up with something a little bit better, in my opinion. I, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I don't know what it would have been, but yeah, maybe yeah. a little more impactful. <laughs> yeah, and, and Molly said, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say real quick, going back to what you were saying earlier, just with the, with the biblical, like, I, I don't have a lot to say about that because I don't know the Bible as right. well as probably others of you do. Right. Um, but when you talked earlier about them being like a mirror for us, I mean, all of us can relate to Arnie, I'm sure, in some way, you oh, know, yeah. like, whether through a, you know, we all know what it's like to kind of like not be supported or not be, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yep. so there's a little part of all of us, I'm sure, like, go Arnie, like, oh, start yeah. wearing those leather vests and, yep. you know, like, <laughs> you get in that car. Yeah, unfortunately, it goes like too far in either direction, but. You know, we all kind of, I mean, we all kind of cheer a little bit in the beginning, maybe like, all right, he's, you know, he's finally getting some power. It just all goes right, too far yeah. the other way. All right, all right. Uh, uh, okay, my least favorite scene is, it's going to be probably an unpopular uh, opinion again. But I really don't like the, uh, and, and I do agree with you, uh, Rachel, like, like you said, the, uh, like I like I said that I, oh god I hate rock and roll that that line irks me to no end as a music <laughs> lover it irks me right right but but my least favorite uh, uh, scene is actually the the drive-in scene and and if you guys know me I love the drive-in okay that that should have been my favorite scene but it wasn't because. Like I said, we didn't really get a backstory on Leonardo. So we're just supposed to, we're just supposed to believe that they just are going out now. Although they did have the, they did have the scene uh, when, uh, when Dennis got hurt. We saw them kissing then and everything like that. But still, we don't even know how they got together. That that's the that now see that was that's what I'm talking about with the pacing. It's like mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. You know, we're supposed to believe that yeah. she just up and wanted Arnie when a few a few scenes ago, literally, he was a nerd. He was at his locker, he couldn't get his locker open. Lee walks right by them. You know, so, and that was just scene one of her. And then the scene, the next scene we see of her is her and Dennis. So we're just supposed to believe that she just fell for Arnie like that. You know, and and, and that's why the drive-in scene made absolutely no sense to me. It, 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 I mean, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but that, that that's what I got. <laughs> I don't really know in depth in the, in the maybe the book explains it more how they got together but um my theory is her car broke down and uh oh i think i lost you guys again sorry listeners my internet is just so wonky i'm hoping i can get them back All right, we're going to have to take a quick little break. Um, listeners, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, guys. 
Okay, David, what were you saying uh, before we were rudely interrupted by my internet service? <laughs> um, we were, she was telling me she's going to go back and read the book now. Okay. And I was telling her just be prepared because Darnell is even more, is a real scumbag because in the movie, Darnell just seems like a grumpy construction um, um, garage owner that doesn't like young kids uh -huh. and really likes, you know, people around his age because they work to get their cars to and fro to put food on the table. Yeah. But, but in the, uh, but, but then he goes on to, you know, see that Arnie's not as bad as he thought he was. And he kind of takes him in and gives him a job. And, but in the book, the garage is just a front for his more um, illicit dealings. And his death is more gruesome because, you know, he's trying to get Arnie to smuggle uh, drugs. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I read that on the IMDb. Yeah, he was smuggling illegal cigarettes. And what Christine did in the book was she went to his home, crashed through the windows. He ran up the stairs, but Christine caught up to him and just ran over him over and over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah, I'm just like, why do we not have that scene? Come on, John Carvin, you grossed us out last year with the thing. How come you grossed us out last year? <laughs> right. Why so tame with Christine? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah now I now I definitely want to. Yeah, I uh, definitely want to read it now just to compare. It sounds like a really good book. And, oh, I, and I agree with you, Latrice, about the drive-in scene too. Because when we talk about the pacing, like all of a sudden she's like, "I can't do this," and there, I don't remember there being like a gradual like. Oh, the car is kind of weird. Yeah. Or, oh, all, yeah. all of a sudden, geez, it's like I can't it's do it. just like, oh, that like, car, that car. Hi. I'm <laughs> like, and that's yeah. another thing that I hated. I, 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 would you please stop saying that car? Okay, we get it. You don't like the car for whatever reason. You know, <laughs> I just did not like her character at all. I, yeah, Lee did not. <laughs> I did not vibe with Lee at all. Right. <laughs> has a breaking update she now she found out um how arnie and uh lee got together stephen king wanted lee to be this virtuous wonderful beautiful human being who sees the best in everyone she saw the best in arnie and what he could be not what everybody else saw him as so she started going out with him and what the classmates would be seeing is that her dating him gives him the confidence, gives him the new look that he gained more personality because he's drawing on the awesomeness of Lee. And by her not choosing the most handsome dude, i.e. death, that shows her inner beauty is even more beautiful than her outer beauty. But the fact that she won't give him a name is actually biblical. Why does God not have a name? 
the only way to control something is to name it. If you name it, it has power over you. Mm. She doesn't want Christine to have power over her, mm -hmm. so she calls it that car. Mm. That's she interesting. won't call Christine. Mm. She won't bonify it and give it power. Oh, okay. So it, in a way, she's the angelic being in the movie. Mm. Yeah. She was there to protect Arnie, but Arnie doesn't want protection. Right, right. But you know what I got from all of that, though? She's the female Dennis. Oh, no. My internet sucks right now. Don't do this to me, internet. Sorry, listeners. And we'll have to take another little break. Be right back, guys. All right, guys. Sorry about that. We keep getting interrupted. Um, Miss Rose, you can continue with what, um, well, I think you were done. I think what I was, I was saying how, um, it, it sounds to me, uh, like, um, uh, Lee was the female Dennis. And I actually refuted you on that. Uh-huh. Because Lee's only been for a couple of, a few weeks. She's moved there from Massachusetts, and it's only her outward beauty that made her an instant popular girl. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dennis has grown up in that. Right. He's been there forever. He's ultra popular. He's a jock, and his relationship with Arnie goes back since they were little boys. All right. And it's called unconditional love. Right. Yeah. That is until Christine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying about that because uh then because Dennis had, you know, he had a uh the longer, you know, the longer relationship with Arnie as opposed to uh Lee. So yeah. And and it was like that else thing. Hmm. What I find kind of interesting is we never meet Dennis's parents. Yeah, right. I found that quite interesting too. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> We see his sister that he's playing a board game with. At least he's nice to play with his little sister. So you see he's a good guy. But, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, what the parents are like and how they would differ from Arnie's parents. Yeah. Sure. And, and were they even friends? Was Dennis's parents friends with Arnie's parents? 
would they ever be? Because it seemed like she, uh, his mother, Army's mother, tried to bully Dennis too. But Dennis wasn't going them. for it. Oh yeah, like yeah, like yeah. when she said, you, you, "You're basically putting toxic fumes in our yard," and Dennis, Dennis looked at her like, "Whatever, woman." <laughs> you know what I mean? How materialistic she is. <laughs> Yeah. He's I mean, like fact. whatever, and, and, and like when she tried to put put Arnie actually buying the car on him, he was like, "What? What?" He's, like, "I'm going home. I don't have to listen to this." <laughs> punching bag for uh, everybody. I mean, yeah. he tried to talk uh, Arnie out of not buying it. Well, they're they're like, "Well, you didn't do a good enough job. What else could he have done? Restrain right. him?" Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> I was like, he is, he is Arnie's friend, not his parents. <laughs> right, you're right. My, my goodness. But, uh, well, uh, my next question is, um, uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, we didn't really get that many kills in here in the movie and the kills that we do have they're not really uh what you would call uh like you said uh david they were they were tame uh, you know they were very tame and uh, no gore at all so I, I i'm really uh wondering what you guys think about the kills like do you think they could do you think that the kills could have been better do you think that they should have been more gruesome? Do you think, uh, I mean, as opposed, like I said, I have not read the book yet. So were the kills more, uh, and I think you kind of, you touched on this, David, uh, was the kills better in the book? Um, and Rachel, since you have not read the book, I'm going to um, uh, actually go to you first for this question. Uh, because you're like me, I, I haven't read the book, or you have read the book, but you haven't read it in a, in a long time. Don't remember it yet, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, do you think that the kills could have been better, or did you like the kills as they are, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I always, like, make headings when I take my notes, because I know what questions are going to ask. Yeah. And for best kill, it's just blank. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I agree with what David um, and I think Rose said as well. Like, I mean, they were like, they were very anticlimactic and very, like, kind of disappointing. And again, as oh, part yeah. of the pacing, they just kind of happen and then they're over. Yeah. So I, I didn't have one that like stood out for me or that really like blew me away. Mm -hmm. um, I have I have that section blank in my notes. Yeah, so it, it, that's I'm, what, I'm in agreement. It, it, and that's exactly why I didn't question it like that. I didn't question, oh, what was your favorite kill or you know what was the best, what was your best creative kill? I I, I because I'm like like hmm. I mean, it, they didn't really. It didn't really. Show us much of anything. So that's why I questioned it the way that I did. That's why I changed the question, uh, you know, to be, what did you think of the kills? Could they have made it a little more gruesome? Do you think they could have been a little better, you know, in their delivery? Of the yeah. kills. Well, and I and I think I think as you all are talking about that, I think that's the reason why this didn't really work for me as like a great horror movie or as a great scary movie. I think it's a great movie. 
Uh, yeah. Um, yep. But I didn't, it wouldn't, again, it wouldn't be in my top 10 list of great horror movies, I, perhaps for that reason. Um, yep. Because it didn't impact me in that fashion. I completely agree. As a matter of fact, I was um, uh, reading some user, um, uh, uh, some comments on the movie on the IMDb um, page. And one of the um, uh, comments made was, this was a very good, uh, not only was, um, and this is them speaking. Uh, uh, they said, not only was it a good horror movie, but it was also a good coming of age story. And that, and I do agree with that. I agree that it was a good coming of age story because it shows you how, what, you know, an arc, you know, for yeah. a, a, a teenager, you know, yeah. you, you go into your senior year one way and you come out another way. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, 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 and I think as you put it that way, I, I think I would agree with that. Again, I saw it more as like a psychological, like mm -hmm. information of a young person, um, more than it struck me as like a horror movie or a scary movie, at least the way it was made. Um, but that was just my, my perspective. Yeah. But I, I understand that. Yeah. The book, the story, the movie is kind of a coming-of-age yep. dark romance between a man falling in love with his car mm -hmm. and yeah. the relationship becomes toxic yeah yeah i i do i like i said i mean the kills in this were very tame but there's some symbolism um and rose was pointing this out to me yesterday when we were watching and preparing for this so pun i'm giving you props i hear you when in the scene where we finally see Arnie is in Christine at Darnell's and he crashes right through the window um, and goes right through the windshield. Mm -hmm. To me, that symbolism of Christine has sucked out all his humanity and she's done with him, that's symbolism of chewing him up and spitting him out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Christine's not looking for you know, her next victim. Right. Um, the, and like I said, the factory scenes weren't um, in, in, in the book at the beginning on the assembly line, but they do kind of set us up for what we're dealing, what we're about to deal with. But you're also leaving out part of that scene that was on the cutting room floor was that she reared her seat back. So that when she came to a stop, he'd go flying through the windshield. Yeah. She purposely spat him out because she had sucked all the humanity out of him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a creative kill as far as symbolism goes. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of the movie, they're good in the kind of setting up what, what's going on. I mean, with, you know, the guy getting his hand injured and the guy dying in the car. So we kind of see we're dealing with the, the car being evil, whereas in the book, the car is pretty much a horcrux and is possessed by, um, I just had his name, LeBay, Roland LeBay. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's Roland LeBay that's taken over Arnie in the book. As a matter of fact, there are scenes in um, the book where Arnie is actually talking with Roland riding shotgun. But the studio, but Columbia Pictures did not want that because they felt that would too much resemble um, American Werewolf in London, where uh, David uh, Naughton's character was talking to the dead. Oh, yeah. He was talking to his friend. Yeah. Yeah. There was also a Twilight Zone episode and an Outer Limits episode that had a car and a person in the car talking to a ghost. Mm. So again, they want a repeat of that. And Uh there's a Twilight Zone episode where a car was possessed by its own previous owner. And so they didn't want that to be apparent. So they had to make Christine Yeah. Yeah. So that it actually becomes a book. Nurture made her evil. And in the movie, she's naturally evil. So you have the nature versus nurture between the book and movie. Wow. Actually, well guys i'll go ahead and uh if you guys want want to i'm not gonna um uh like i say every time i ask a question you you guys eyes do not have to answer this question if you don't want to or you know you don't feel comfortable but i'll let you guys if you guys have an opinion on how does this pertain to the bible because i already gave mine but um, uh, if you guys have an opinion on it, you guys are more than likely, uh, more than uh, welcome to share your opinion. Uh, David, I, I know you kind of uh, went there before with Revelations. Uh, uh, do you have an opinion on how this would pertain to the Bible? Oh, yeah. I, when you first uh, assigned me, um, Christine, uh, <laughs> way I can think of like I said this is kind of like a, cl- a cl- class I wish that really existed yeah so talking about movies and then pertaining it to the Bible but when you told me I was going to do Christine the first thing that popped in my head was from the Ten Commandments <laughs> thou shalt no other gods before me mm-hmm. uh, that's I got here in my notes that is Exodus. Uh, yeah, Exodus twenty-two, and also Deuteronomy uh, five-six. Mm-hmm. Another way that it pertains. Uh, same thing with um, in Exodus. In Exodus thirty-two, Moses goes to Mount Sinai uh, and receives the Ten Commandments, and he's gone for forty years. But when he comes back, he finds. I saw forty years. And all right, was it forty days or forty years, Latrice? Uh, uh, for um, for what exactly? What are we talking about? When he's up on top of Sinai. Oh, it was forty days, forty days and forty nights. All right, all right. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And receive the Ten Commandments, and but when he comes back, he finds the Israelites that he took from Egypt have created a gold calf and become corrupt. 
because Aaron had them give him all his gold and he created the gold calf as an idol. Mm, yes, yes, he did. For which they were punished for 40 years. Okay, that's where I got the 40 wandering years from. in the desert. Okay, all right. Oh, oh okay, and, yeah. Yeah, and that is just like Arnie. Mm-hmm. Arnie, with Christine, that was Arnie's God. I yeah. mean, Arnie possessed his soul, and he it was like an obsession. Like, she was the God, or as my friend TJ says, goddess. Hi, TJ. <laughs> uh, it, I'm going to send her this. I hope she's listening. <laughs> anyway, but anyhow, when, and when he started worshiping this I this idol, this car. Mm-hmm. When that became right, what was he doing? He was drinking and driving. Yep. Wanting to engage in premarital sex. Mm-hmm. Not helping his parents, not honoring the father or my mother. And you know, with the ambiguity with the dark windows, I mean where we're at wondering uh, yep. if it's Christine or whether it's, you know, Arnie doing it. You know, we have a murderer. We also have him as being a liar to the cop, saying he knows nothing about it. Yep. And that he fixed Christine up himself because she did it. Yeah. So he right there broke all the Ten Commandments because of him worshiping this his idol, and that was his downfall. Yep, it really was. You're right. Yeah. So that's how I pretend about him. The first thing that popped in my head when I saw this was um the that from the ten commandments and it was a lot easier to come with material than it was for last week with slumber party <laughs> you read about that well actually i and for me uh, uh yeah yeah you're right you're right because i really I, I really had to dig deep last week <laughs> you're right Okay, Rose, what was your answer? Rose is... Oh, okay, okay. yeah, go ahead, Miss Rose. David says that Christine became his god. Mm-hmm. Vengeance is whose? It's the Lord's. So she's the one wreaking vengeance, and she is his Lord. Yeah. Ooh. I mean... I'm not trying to be that religious here, but she takes her own revenge. When she goes after Moochie, she damages herself to get to him and smash his legs. Mm-hmm. By causing him to bleed out. She sets herself on fire to kill the two boys in the garage and Repperton. She smashed her own hood to take down, you don't get to see this scene, one car is actually up on a lift. She rams the lift so that the car falls down on another, on the third kid. And then she blows the place up and comes after Buddy. So she's unafraid of damaging herself because she is a god. She can repair herself and bring herself back to life and take anybody out. And even at the end of the movie, 
we see her parts start moving. Yeah. When they were, yeah. Because can you kill a god? And, and you see, you know what? I, I was actually thinking that uh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a little bit comical, and I um, I, I apologize now because I I know that we were getting deep here, but uh, when um, when Arnie says, "Okay, show me," and the car begins to you know uh, fix herself up. I was thinking in my head, I'm, I'm like, she did that on purpose because she could, she could have very well fixed herself up before Arnie ever got to the uh, car shop. No, she couldn't. Oh, why? Okay. So if a God is not believed in, does the God still exist? Now I'm talking throughout history I'm talking long before Christianity it was believed that if you stopped believing in a particular god it had no power if nobody was worshipping that god it lost power which is why all the Greek and Roman pantheon lost power okay so when she had somebody believe in her and sacrifice himself unto her and give her every drop of his humanity, that's when she was able to do it. He fell in love oh, with her. I understand now. And now he had the power. And again, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. Oh, I'm no. going mm -hmm. by the wisdom the religions of other cultures mm -hmm. and that's what she was drawing on she didn't have it until she had arnie because roland was dead roland oh right 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 at least in the movie in the book he died later but um but the thing about the wife and the uh, daughter is still in the book. Oh, right. And that he yeah. around like nothing happened. I mean, I'm sorry. If my child choked to death in a car, I'm getting rid of that damn thing. And he tried to, but he yeah. came back, remember? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Say, <laughs> yeah. His mother told him to get rid of him, and he did, but the car came back anyway. She came back mm -hmm. on her own. Yeah. She sure did. Back to the one who worshipped her, and, and, and that uh, and that scene too was uh, was very very um, powerful. Uh, it, it's one of the re reasons why I love uh, George LeBay so much because of his delivery. You know, it, it, because he was like, of course the car came back, and and, and did this look to him like, what do you mean it came back? And and LeBay looked at him like, I said what I said. And, you heard me. and because of that, you know, I just can't watch him, you know, in Home Alone with a straight face. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He bought his car from a, a shovel slayer. Oh, right, right. I, I have a... Charles LeBay wearing when we meet him. 
a, a brace, a back brace. He's wearing this back brace. In the book, Roland wore the back brace. Yeah, and I did read that too. Yep, I read that. And then Arnie hurts himself and starts wearing a back brace because he too pushes Christine. Yes. Yep. Sacrificing his own body for her. Yeah. In the book, um, he's becoming uh, Roland LeBay more than he is being possessed by Christine. Interesting. Um, yeah, it is my interesting. Point is that it's very interesting. Like the covenant God asked the Jews where the man was to take a piece of sharpened glass or sharpened stone and remove his foreskin as a sign of his love for God. These men broke their bodies to show their love for Christine. Again, showing that she is their Lord, their goddess. Mm. And Man. so she seeks her revenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You pick on my buddies, you mess with me, I take you out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, now, that's interesting, too. It's very interesting. Or where they picked on Arnie for years. Either way, she's taking the revenge. So Arnie doesn't have to. And Arnie cannot be implicated because he's out of town running uh, tobacco for Darnell. Ah. He's running tobacco across the state lines. Buying it cheap in one state and bringing it over. Or buying it, yeah, cheap in one state and selling it expensive in the other. Wow. The movie doesn't tell us that. Uh-uh. No. He was a and he had Darnell's car. And see, that so explains could... that explains so much. That that's why I, I really felt like there were pieces missing in the movie. And I yeah. really wish that they would have, you know, expounded on that. Right. Well if you you look real close. The scene before Darnell dies. Guess what? Guess what he's holding in his hand? A shotgun. Cigar. Huh? He's holding cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah. A carton of them. Yeah. So it kind of alludes to that. Oh. <laughs> well, does anyone know the Does anyone know the significance? Oh, sorry. Right. Sorry, what? Oh, sorry. Was Rose talking? I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't want I to interrupt Rose. There were scenes about the um, trafficking for Darnell, but they were left on the cutting room floor for the sheer matter of time. It went over the one hour and 22 minute mark, and horror movies were not supposed to go over one hour and 22 minutes. Oh. That makes sense. Does anyone know? Um, does it's anyone know the significance of the speedometer going backwards? I didn't. I tried to do a little bit of thought and research, and I couldn't figure that out. I didn't know if anyone knew or had thoughts, or if the book addressed that at all. But I noticed the speedometer goes backwards. 
as Stephen King actually said in in um, an interview, how he came up with a story for Christine. And he just said one day he was driving home from somewhere, and he saw on his pedometer that it was nine 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 nine. And then when he pulled in, it went to ten thousand. And all he could think was, "I wonder if there's a story in that." Okay. And there was this way. What are numbers in your life? They count your years, your months, your days. Don't you ever wish you could turn back the hands of time? Is that not what Christine does every time she rebuilds herself? Mm -hmm. She turns back the hands of time. Therefore, her speedometer goes backwards. Yes, yes. She's renewing herself, and it's because she is taking the power or life force of this innocent boy. She's able to turn back the hands of time. It's almost like, uh, who is that woman who thought if she covered herself in the blood of virgins, she'd stay young forever? Bathory. Yes, like Lady Bathory. Got it. Mm. That's what the turning back of the speedometer is. Got it. Who would have thought that Hulk film would bring such deep? I know, I know. There is, I mean, yeah. There is, there really, there really is a lot to it. I mean, you could even get into the whole like our obsession with things, and like, you know, what I mean, like, there's other directions and elements that could be explored as well. I mean, it's it's pretty deep for what on the surface appears to be just a car movie. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll uh, well. As you guys know, there was supposed to be another um, guest here with us today, uh, Tommy West. Um, she had just gotten home from work and she was t- so tired she could not join us. But uh, uh, we have to take a little break. But when we get back, when we come back, I am going to uh, read to you guys what she had uh, wrote she, to me. Uh, she had wanted me to uh, let you guys know her um, take on uh, how it pertains to the Bible. Uh, uh, I'll let you guys know all of that once we when we come back. We'll be back in just a minute. Okay, so this is what Tommy West um, had to say. Um, she said that this is a movie that can get into a uh, we can get into a deep discussion of mental illness via the paranormal. Was the the car possessing Arnie or after being bullied for so long, had he had a mental break and the car's car's actions were all in his mind? Or you can watch it from a fun 80s horror perspective of a possessed car enacting revenge for her owner. Uh, so, so I, I guess you could also, you know, yeah, we can take it from a mental health point of view as well. You know, uh, did Arnie finally have a, because th- that was one of my questions, one, one of my, the questions that came through my mind was, is, is the car possessing Arnie or is, or is, well, how did I put that? Or 
Is the car possessing Arnie or is Arnie possessing the car? Ugani. <laughs> and if you guys don't know that reference, that's from Friends. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, but, but seriously, though, that was one of my, I'm like, is the car possessing Arnie or is Arnie possessing the car? You know, it could have went, it could have went both ways, you know, because of it, how Arnie was feeling. It's kind of um, what the, how she said it, it's kind of like they're kind of whispering what the book is saying loudly. Maybe it's Arnie that's being um, LeBay. He's he's rolling LeBay and he's possessing Christine. Mm -hmm. So maybe in a way they they did include that in the book, but it was just done such a way you didn't see it. Right. What Tommy's trying to say is it's more like Fight Club. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. none of this is real that's why the first rule about fight club is we don't don't talk about, talk about it club. yep because nobody will believe you why do you not tell the truth about christine rebuilding herself nobody will believe you nope right. but, but in the way tommy talks about it it sounds like um american psycho because Everything that was going on in American Psycho was just going on in uh, Patrick Bateman's head. Mm -hmm. It was real. Okay. Yeah. So if you with that premise, then there would be no gore. There would be no bloody scene because Arnie doesn't think that way. Arnie doesn't think in blood. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's too innocent for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Arnie that's thinks. That's a good point. Arnie thinks. Yeah, I want you dead, which is why we never actually see Repperton die. We never see the charred corpses, and we never see the kids. We never see Moochie's legs. Mm. We just see as she's about to hit him, not when she hit him. We just know that she's going to crush it. That's and, good. And she's, she's got one and a half tons of American metal. We know she's going to crush the crap out of it. Literally. Yeah. So, you know, you can look at it in many different ways, but then you can look at most horror movies from a psychological standpoint oh yeah oh yeah most yeah most of them you're right about that schizophrenic. but in my opinion most of them are just there to be entertaining possibly allegories or to teach a moralistic lesson such as this one. Oh yeah most definitely too involved in anything Spread yourself out like Dennis. And then if you do get in trouble, okay, he healed. And by the end of the movie, he was out there being a good guy again. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got, got on the football field, but that's not his only claim to fame. He's got everything he can do because he got himself well-rounded. Right. So maybe he's the poster child for mental health, for good mental health, and Arnie's the poster child for poor mental health. There's your moral. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's actually very good, Miss Rose. That, that was good. Uh, 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 well, uh, Rachel, if, if you have an opinion on uh, how it pertains to, about, to the Bible, hun, you can uh, go ahead and share that. If you don't, that's fine, too. I really don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the Bible or scripture well enough, I don't think, to really make a connection. So I, I think all of you made really, really excellent points about that. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, that's it for the questions portion. Uh, I do have five fun facts that I'm going to share with you all. And the first fun fact is uh, actually um, one that we have already discussed. Um, portions of the film, particularly Arnie's neighborhood, were shot in the same South Pasadena neighborhood that director John Copperson used in Halloween. And uh, we went over that. Uh, and my number two fun fact, uh, it uh, speaks to when I told you guys how uh, Alexandra Paul's twin sister was in this movie too. Well, I am I'm about to talk about that. Uh, as a joke, Alexandra Paul's sister, Caroline Paul, stood in for her during the scene, uh, during the ride on the bulldozer. According to Paul, she took her sister to the set and with the help of the hair, makeup, and wardrobe departments, she dressed up as Paul's character Lee and went to the set with John Stockwell to shoot the scene. They shot her sister, Caroline, helping drive the bulldozer. And then Alexandra Paul walked out and jokingly asked John Carpenter if he had fired her. Carpenter later admitted that he had thought there was something different about her, but couldn't put his finger on it. <laughs> uh, my fun fact number three is Keith Gordon, who plays Arnie, of course, uh, says on a DVD extra that he pretended the car was a woman. So whenever he touched the car, he imagined which part of a woman the car was. <laughs> Actually, you could kind of tell that when he um when he put his head on on the steering wheel of the car. Did you guys notice that it was like he was having like a little orgasm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after seeing this movie, I totally understand the Queen song. I'm in love with my car. Yes. <laughs> uh. Cars anyway. Whereas I think cars are sexy. She looks at cars the way I look at guitars. Oh. Friday night. Hey, you know what? How would it be? 
how cool cool would it be if they because uh, like you, like you said they are in the process of remaking Christine. Well, how about this time it'd be a girl instead of a guy? I think it could work. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. My son's so back. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Rose. That. What were you saying, Miss Rose? I personally hate it when they gender swap. I do too. I, I have to admit, I do too. But, you know, I'm all for equality. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh no, girl, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying because I, I feel like that too. I, I do, generally, I do hate when they do gender swaps, when they, you know, have to, when they reboot it and, you know, now it's a girl instead of a guy. I, I just think that it would probably be interesting. Interesting, yes, but Stephen King said the only way you're remaking Christine is if you stay true to the book. Right, right, right. And, and in that perspective, in that perspective, I agree. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, that's his imagine that's his stipulation, and I, I, I am all for that. I am all for that. Uh, my fun fact number four, we already um, discussed. Um, as well, uh, Kevin Bacon was offered the lead role, but ended up choosing Footloose instead. And uh, Footloose was actually um, released in 1984. Um, at one point, uh, oh yeah, uh, this is true too. Uh, at one point, Bacon was going to originally star. And, Do and Dolan's Cadillac. I don't know if you guys have ever read that short story or not. I forget which I forget which book it's in, but it's one of his short stories. Uh, it was a very good story too. I, I actually liked Dolan's Cadillac. Uh, it's another Stevie King story catered around a car, or centered around a car. I'm sorry. I'll read that one. Oh yeah. Well, is that a it's not a book of it on its own, Rachel, but it's in one of his short stories. It's not Mike Schiff, but one of his short. Oh, I forget which book it is. Is it in Creep Show? No, it's not a Creep Show. It's in one of his um short story. His short stories. Um, it might be Twelve Past Midnight. Okay. I will find it. Yes, yes, and, and I'll I'll message it to you um tonight if I can think about it, Rachel. I'll I'll message okay. you the book that it's in. Perfect. Uh, my fun fact number five is uh, Oak Park High School's football team was used to film the game. Being a small school, all boys from the school had to be used to field both sides of the ball as well as the sidelines. Oak Park High School uniform, uniforms were used by the defense and for the offense, league rival cafeteria uniform was used. And I, I put this fun fact in, in here just because me and Brian uh, and my brothers actually, we all graduated from Oak Park High School in Oak Park, Michigan. So I had to use that. <laughs> I had to Shout go out. with that fun fact. 
<laughs> um, okay, now we move on to the cast and crew that has passed away. Uh, quite a few. There's been there. Uh, there was quite a few of the cast members that have passed away. Uh, Rock, Robert Prosky, he plays Darnell, Mr. Darnell. He passed away on December eighth, two thousand eight, three days before his seventy eighth birthday. Uh, his his son John said that he uh, that his cause of death was uh, complications of a heart surgery. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton, he plays Junkins. He yeah. passed away on September 15th, 2017. He was 91 years old, and he uh, I couldn't find how or why he passed away. Uh, Robert Blossom, he plays LeBay. Uh, he passed away on July 8th, 2011. He died from uh, cerebral vascular disease and he was 87 years old uh david spielberg uh he plays mr casey uh he passed uh he passed away on june 1st uh 2016. he passed from cancer and he was 77 years old and um the one that really hurt my heart. Um, it hurt my heart when it first happened. Uh, Kelly Preston, who plays Roseanne, she died on July 12th, 2020, after a two-year battle battle with breast cancer, and she was 57 years old. Uh, she was 57 years old, and it's so uh, funny that you guys had said that um, that uh, uh, Buddy uh, looked like you know, uh, the love child of Jim Morrison and uh, John Travolta because John Travolta is Kelly Preston's husband. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> uh, Robert uh, Darnell, he plays Michael Cunningham, Arnie's father. Uh, he passed away on January 27th, 1991. And he was 60 years old. And I couldn't find why he passed away either. Uh, Richard Collier, he plays Pepper Boyd. He died on March 11th, to the, um, year 2000. He was 80 years old. And I couldn't find uh, how he passed away either. Uh, Carrie Lofton, he, was, he plays the, the truck driver, but he was uncredited. Uh, he passed away on March 4th, 1997, from natural causes, and he was 83 years old. Uh, John Madden, he plays himself, the coach, uh, but he was uncredited too. But he passed away on December 28th of last year, 2021. Uh, he was 85 years old, but I couldn't find a reason for his death. Uh, Mark Tarla, he was the executive producer. He passed away last year as well on July 31st after battling cancer. Uh, Robert Don, he was the makeup super supervisor. 
He died on July 9th, 1983, at the age of 61. And I couldn't find a reason why he died either. Uh, now I move on to the groupers reaction, uh, which I asked my groupers, uh, the horror movie warriors, uh, group page, uh, what was your favorite and least favorite scenes of Christine? And, uh, let's see, I think I got at least two, um, responses. Let me, um, go to my group page and see. Uh, let's see. And of course, my internet is being such a deuce right now. It's not, <laughs> it's not coming up. Oh, yep. Yeah, while, while you're looking at that, um, Rose here found, um, about Dolan's Cadillac. Oh, okay. Um, in 1993, Dolan's Cadillac was collected in Nightmares and Dreamscape. Yes, Nightmares and Dreamscape. Okay, yes. That's, that's it. That is a published in his Castle Rock newsletter. Thank you. Welcome. Yep, I got two, um, I got two responses. Uh, Leah McLaughlin says uh, her favorite scene is definitely the show me scene. She said, I didn't like the bullying yeah. scenes. Yeah. She said, I didn't like the Another bullying scenes. Another shout out to show me scenes. <laughs> she says, I didn't like the bullying scenes, but that was more of a personal thing. I think it was all, I think that was all, per, that was personal for a lot of people. Uh, and Paula Woodrow, she says the same thing. I like the show me scene best. So, so yeah, I think, I think everybody liked that scene. How, you know, he was like, all right, show me. And she showed him. <laughs> well, guys, I don't have any more questions and no more fun facts and no more people that has um, died and my internet stayed on for the remainder of this thing. Thank you, internet. <laughs> uh, but, um, and no more groupers reactions. So, so we have come to the end of my podcast and I thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me um, through this whole internet thing. We could have been done with this. I'm so sorry. My okay. internet was just wonky. Great. Thank you to all of you guys. It was a really great discussion, and I really got a, some new perspectives on the movie. So I, I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, and now I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, uh, Rachel, but I really want to read the book now. So I, I really do, and I, and I do be feel like I appreciate the movie a bit more after the conversation as well. I was feeling a little kind of meh about it, and I really do feel like I have a new appreciation for some of the different elements in it as well, which is oh, why yeah. these conversations are so, you know, beneficial. So oh, oh yeah, because you know, like you said, like you said about me, Rachel. You know, even I, I mean, I, I have a different perspective about The Exorcist after our right. conversation. So right. yeah, so I mean yeah, it, it it's good you know all of it, and that's why different opinions 
are very much needed because you never know what it's and it's not about trying to get you to come on our on my side or about me right. trying to get you to come on my side it's about right. let, let's look at this broad picture and see what we can yeah. you know what we can come yeah. up to you know uh, you know yeah. different perspectives yeah. uh, different folks for different strokes is what i always say so yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a great conversation thank you all yes yeah, they're also working on a remake of The Exorcist. This will be oh out yeah, year. oh yeah. That that will be out next yeah, year, I think. Then next year, the remake of or not the I remake, but <laughs> I don't think it's a remake. I think they're doing what they did with Halloween. Mm. Yep. I also think that Candyman is really not a remake. It's it's what well, pretty much the fourth movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I, I have kept you guys long enough. I, I think we reached like two hours because of my internet. And uh, I'm going to have to apologize profusely to my fiance. So <laughs> I had to bring the book into this. Oh, no, no, no. I actually no, it was, wanted it, really, you. it was It was good. It was helpful. I yeah, because I wanted I wanted you to bring the book into this because of the missing pieces of this movie. Right. So right, I, right. yeah, yeah, I, I wanted that. I thank you. I thank you and this world because that, um, that really, uh, put things into perspective. Right. Yeah. So, well, next week I am talking about the Mel Gibson science fiction horror movie sign. <laughs> yes, it will. It will. Well, guys, I until next week, this has been Latrice Carter, David and Rose Hahn, and Rachel Stone. And we will talk to you. Ugh, can't talk now. We will talk to you guys later. And again, I thank you guys for listening to this episode because I know it was kind of hard because my internet kept um, uh, falling apart. So I thank you listeners so much. And I thank you guests. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.